Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 65th episode of Vision Con Live, your go-to nerdy talk show. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. He didn't come here to see me today, UK, to meet the man of the hour. He's child from Genshin Impact, Shinichi Kudo from Case Closed, Akira from Devilman Crybaby, just to name a few. He's a rock star in both music and acting alike. Well, ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome the one, the only, Griffin Burns. Griffin, how are we doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, and I love that intro. <laughs> I've, I've, you made me feel like a rock star. Well, um, I mean, your reputation precedes you. I will say that that last, <laughs> that last flourish really got me. Um, I recently, so <clears throat> I, start, I downloaded recently uh, the Tony Hawk uh, 1 and 2 remake on my PS5. Oh, I, I want that. I want that. That would bring so much nostalgia into my life. It is so good. But is it's it? It's, it is. It is. But it inspired me to do something. Um, I used to, way back when, try to skateboard. Mm -hmm. And I was never able to really get into, so I stopped. But playing yeah. the game, I was like, you know what? You know, I'm almost 26 years old. You know, I'm yeah. not going to live forever. I might as well try again. You, you know, get like, back into it? Yeah, like a fool. Um, and I've, I've been attempting for about a couple weeks now. And yeah. uh, I want to say two days ago, took a pretty nasty fall. I, much like Icarus, I yes. flew too close to the sun, did a trick yeah. I was not ready for. And, oh, man, just right on my shoulder. So I that last flourish I just did, whoo! Oh, it, it, it threw you out there. Well, yeah. I, uh, I can totally relate. I, uh, I skateboarded a ton as a kid and then I gave it up, uh, you know, because I didn't want to hurt myself. But when I moved to Los Angeles and there's skate parks everywhere uh, and they're free often, um, I was so excited and I, I got a board again. And um, so in my early 20s, I was trying to skateboard again and I did the same thing. I think I was, uh, was with... Uh, my girlfriend at the time and uh i i went into a bowl a cement bowl oh, having yeah. not skated a bowl in years oh. and ate it so hard fell so hard so uh yeah i don't i don't skate too much anymore <laughs> it was a lesson in hubris <laughs> it really was uh but, uh, but i'm I still love looking at skate parks. It's so great, yeah. yeah. And I know I'm originally from San Diego, so Ooh. I know it's definitely big in that area, but yeah, you know, not so much here, but uh, you know, anyway, guys, before we get started, we got a lot to talk about, but I did want to say fans of the show have already, plenty of you have already messaged VisionCon directly or put in the live chat your viewers' comments and questions. If you're watching this live on Facebook, you have plenty of time to do so but if there were new people that are joining us today first off welcome but secondly uh, you guys are able to either message VisionCon directly or put in the live chat your viewers comments and questions and we're going to get to that at the very end guys but with that said griffin yes you're a titan in your field a rock star through and through uh, you have a thank you. bunch of characters that you've done yeah. throughout the years that we do not have time to talk about all of them <laughs> but i wanted to talk about three of them in particular but before sure. that I wanted to talk about how we got here. Was okay. show business kind of always the plan or did something happen later on in life that kind of brought us to where we are today? Uh, well, um, I'll, I'll try to be relatively quick, uh, but uh, I grew up in a small, home, a small town of Pennsylvania where um, there wasn't a lot of uh, outlets for acting. Um, I was an athletic guy. I did uh, most, mostly sports growing up. Um, didn't have cable TV until I was 15, but when I visited my grandparents, I'd see Nickelodeon. I really wanted to be on those shows. But again, didn't ever pursue it. It's just kind of in the back of my mind, like, oh, someday it'd be cool to do that. 
so I did my sports thing. I was in music. I played in bands. And about halfway through college, I realized, like, what am I doing? You know, I'm, I'm an English major. I was thinking maybe I'd go to law school. But I'm like, no, I, I want to I wanna do something creative with my life. I, I got back into my songwriting, my music. I moved to Los Angeles when I graduated with literally no game plan. Um, and my, by chance, um, and just realizing that I was in an environment where you could pursue acting, I joined a casting site. And there was a voiceover audition on there. And since I had a background in music and home recording, recording you know, my little garage band, I set up shop in my sister's closet and I recorded this audition that I got. And um, I spent a ton of time on it. But three weeks later, I booked this job. It was the very first jo job I'd ever auditioned. And I booked it. And I felt like that was, um, that was sort of the light bulb moment for me of like, okay, you 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 were able to do this you got lucky can you could you repeat it and mind you i moved to los angeles with like nine hundred dollars a thousand bucks to my name that's all i had and this job paid about the same amount so i was just like this is amazing it's creative um how do i do this so i took classes i got a demo professionally produced um and then i got an agent out here I was lucky enough to i mail back in the day you mailed these uh, you'd mail your a demo out. Now you just MP3 it, but this was 2010. And uh, yeah, I got an agent and, you know, it wasn't instant success. That's for sure. I had to audition like crazy and um, I was working side jobs as a valet. Uh, but over time and after, you know, getting better and better, I started booking more work and, you know, here I am today. <laughs> but that's a, that's a short, that's it in a nutshell. That is an abridged version. Yeah, it's a very abridged version. Well, it gave us plenty of time to talk about the meat of what we are. The first of which, now, guys, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about this character. It is from a game that I personally am a massive fan of. It has taken up a lot of my free time <clears throat> and money. Yeah. It's going to be, obviously, Genshin Impact. And we want to talk about, for the first character, the one and only child. Now, before we kind of <laughs> okay. delve a little deeper into it, just give us a brief overview of the character, maybe any fun anecdotes involved in getting the part, anything at all. Well, well first off, hey, girly, hold still. <laughs> or, hey, buddy, hold still. Now, now, what was the question? How did I get involved in this? <laughs> no, you nailed it, nailed it. Uh, just any, and a brief overview of the character, maybe any fun anecdotes involved in getting the part, anything at all. Um... Well, let's see. I got this um, audition um, pr prior to the pandemic from my agent. Um, I didn't, they didn't give a lot of details with it. Um, in fact, they may have had an image of him, but they may not have. They may have just described what he was like. And I believe the description was something like, he's seemingly charming, but he also has um, kind of a bad boy um, way about him. So um, I gave him sort of like an, I don't know, like an educated sound, but, but also maybe a slight edge to his voice. And um, I think having such a background in anime, because this is sort of a, an a, you know, anime style game, um, I, I, I think I found a good pocket for him. And, uh, you know, I just, I got lucky and and booked this uh, this role. I had no idea 
that Genshin Impact would be such a massive game and that this character would be so such a fan favorite. So, um, you know, I really got to shape him and understand his, his uh, character more once we dove in and did, did our sessions. But yeah, from the, from the get-go, I made some lucky choices that uh, casting liked. So, and yeah. It's really carried you to now, too. What's that? I said, and it's really gotten it far for now. Yeah. Child, I mean, I love child, don't get me wrong, but I have seen yeah. people on the internet, Twitter specifically, which a lot of people are joining us on through, yeah. are massive fans of child. He's easily one oh. of the top, as far as popularity, in my opinion, is concerned, child is definitely one of the most beloved characters in the game. It seems like it. I mean, I, I cannot believe how many... People have started following me on my social media accounts um, on account of, of Child. And, uh, you know, I, I tweeted the other day, people were, uh, people are trying to pull for Child because his banner's back. And they're like, uh, can you give us your blessing, Griffin, <laughs> on pulling Child? And I, I was like, okay, you know what? I was seeing this so often on my feed. I was like, okay, I'm just going to put out a blanket tweet. And it was like, it was like to anyone who is trying to pull child, you have my unconditional blessing. Well, that tweet has 25,000 likes and like 7,000 retweets. And I'm like, oh my, oh my God, <laughs> this is well, insane. I'm okay telling you this because I'm well aware of that tweet because yeah. I shit you not, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> hand on the Bible, hand on whatever object of ritual you like. I saw that tweet. Yeah. Then started playing Genshin, rolled and rolled, swear to God, got child. Hey, it worked. <laughs> it worked. It definitely did. <laughs> but just like. Heard it from Zach. It works. Exactly. Coming straight from the source. Yeah. <laughs> Genshin Impact itself, you know, it just, it perfectly balances a compelling narrative and a characterization with, you know, a riveting action-packed gameplay as well, which is fun, but I can also assume it presents some unique challenges or maybe even difficulty in being a voice actor for a character. So when voicing child or really any character that involves a little bit more dexterity to voice, um, when you know going in that you have a bit of more of an intense recording session in front of you, is there anything that you do maybe uh, beforehand to prepare, maybe during to kind of keep your endurance up and then definitely yeah. after the fact to recover your voice? Well, interestingly enough, uh, they, they typically don't give me a lot of info prior to my recording sessions. So what I have to do is just be prepared for anything. <clears throat> and um, I would say that um, by and large, the first, say, six, seven sessions that I had for Genshin, um, were all sort of in a similar ballpark uh, with his voice placement. I wasn't... Um, doing anything too shouty uh, or anything, but um, about three quarters of the way into my involvement with the project, we had a session where he he um, transforms into his, uh, and I'm forgetting the the term, um, his sort of uh, you know angry demonic form. What is the? Oh shit! I know what you're talking about. It's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. He so he he transforms into sort of like an angry boss kind of um, mode and um, forgive me for forgetting the, uh, the name of it, but um, he, 
that session was different. It was like all of a sudden that sort of, you know, kind of charming voice that wasn't going to cut it. It had to be gritty. It had, you know, had to be low and growly. And I was like, wait a minute, is this going to match? Is this going to fit, you know, his character? But see, the director and everybody, they knew where this was going. And, I, and so when he makes this sort of transformation, it, it fits perfectly. Um, but uh, that caught me by surprise a little bit. Um, and it was a little more vocally stressful. Um, but, you know, I'm always ready to, I'll, I'm ready to whisper or yell anytime they, they bring me in. Uh, and as far as recovery, uh, you know, I just make sure that if I'm doing three or four hours on a video game, maybe I don't schedule another, another session right after mm-hmm. and I drink, you know, water and tea. So, um, yeah. You find that being a musician, which is something that we're going to talk about later, yeah. but do you find that being a musician maybe gives you some unique breath control dexterity, maybe compared to some of your peers? I think so. I, I think it, it could lend itself that way. I also think that having, um, I think voiceover is very musical. Um, even in our day-to-day speech it is, but and maybe we don't, maybe people wouldn't notice it, but when you're recording anything, promos, commercials, video games, um, you know, as a musician, you might, you might hear the musicality like, okay, this last sentence kind of crescendoed, well, the next one's gonna kind of fall now. Uh, to kind of even it out or make it sound nice. So yeah, I think it's really, it's really helped. Well, before we continue, uh, a bunch yeah. of people just jumped into the chat and say, uh, some have said delusion, others have said foul legacy. Foul legacy, thank <laughs> you, thank you very much. Foul legacy, it was, it was on the tip of my tongue, but yeah, when, that, was the, um, that was when the sessions got a lot darker and a little different than my normal voiceover. Well, well, we'll go on to a character who's a, who's a lot different from Child um, in a good way, but uh, also has a, his traits are definitely different as well. Mm. Uh, I want to talk about a character who is from a very historic scene, mm. especially in the manga, which, correct me if I'm wrong, this, uh, the chat anyway, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, this manga is one of the longest running manga ever created. Pretty uh, sure. In Japan, yeah. it's called... Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong again, Detective Conan, but here in the States, it's called Case Closed. And you have recently picked up one of the titular main characters. Yeah. That, of course, is Shinichi Kudo. Now, That's right. Again, before we jump too much de- too deep, just give us a brief overview of the character, maybe how you got the part, any fun anecdotes, anything at all. Um, I, I, I hope I can give you guys an exciting answer. Uh, <laughs> You know, I'll just, I'll just tell people a little bit about the casting process. So this job um, came through Bang Zoom, um, which is a, a big anime production house here in Los Angeles. And I've been working with them for, for uh, many years now. Um, and uh, they sent me this audition uh, some time ago. And similarly to Genshin, I didn't know exactly what I was getting into. Um, I was given specs. They always, they always tell, you know, like this guy is, has these attributes. I made some choices. I booked this role. Um, when I came in and found out that it was, uh, for case closed and the history behind it, I was blown away because I think this has something like over a thousand episodes and also has a ton of feature length, uh, films. So I think we've only been doing the the features, but 
jury's out on whether we're going to do the series, but if we do the series, that's going to take 10 years to record all that. Uh, maybe more. So I was really honored to get, get the role. Talk about uh, job security. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. And like, like you said, it is a long running series. And so yes. I think you kind of answered my next question a little bit, but maybe mm -hmm. if you could kind of expand on this, but when you found out that, you know, fairly recently were taking the mantle as the protagonist of one of yeah. the longest running and beloved manga series and anime series of all time, did that ever provide any additional pressure to you? Well, I will say um, his, his um, role in these, uh, say the films that I've been doing is, has been relatively small because um, Wendy Lee voices um, Conan when, you know, as the small sort of child form. So I think she gets the bulk of the lines and then I fill in um, here and there. So I, I wouldn't say it's put a lot of pressure on me, but it's more just, you know, a real honor and privilege to be given something that could go on for a long time and to have some people trust me that I can deliver, you know, for many years to come. It's really, <laughs> it's really nice. So, yeah. yeah. Well, before we move on, guys, we're at about the halfway point. So I did want to reiterate that plenty of you have already messaged VisionCon directly or put in the live chat your viewers' comments and questions. You still have plenty of time to do so. I just wanted to reiterate that point since we're about at the halfway point. So the final character I want to talk about, Griffin. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we're talking jumps in characters and the types of characters, uh, this yeah. one's a pretty big one. And I do want to preface. At the end of this, guys, I'm going to tell you, you guys should check out this show. Yeah. That is for our 18 and plus Yes. If any, anyone under 18 plus or are watching this with their parents, right, or listening to it later on Spotify with their parents, yeah. I highly recommend you maybe hold off until you're a bit older because <laughs> the next character I want to talk about is the main character from Devilman Crybaby on Netflix. I want to talk about Akira. Yeah. Now, before we delve too much deep, just like we've been doing, just give us a brief overview of the character, maybe how you got the part, any fun anecdotes, anything at all. Um, well, gosh, there, there is a bunch to say on this one. Uh, <laughs> I'll start with how I got the role. Um, there's, um, I did a, um, a, a world of final fantasy video game as like additional voices many years ago when I was starting my career and I worked with a director who took an interest in me and he said, you know, Griffin, I think that you would be, your voice would lend itself really nicely to um, anime and young protagonist type characters and he gave me his email and I sat on it for almost two years and then finally I reached out to him and uh, he worked uh, he works at a um, at a company called SDI and they do a lot of similarly to Bangs and they do a lot of dubs well he's he took a chance on me brought me in taught me the ropes of dubbing and I've worked with him for years um, this project came in to SDI and they were kind of going back and forth with who they wanted to to use um, they were actually thinking about somebody else uh, but but they had uh, they had literally done too many lead roles and then they passed my name along along and listened to my reel and they thought oh he'd be perfect for this so um, I got the job luckily I came in they showed me clips of this thing and I'm just I couldn't believe it's, it, I mean, 
Guys, again, as Zach said, it's definitely 18 plus, and it's a very psychedelic sex, drugs, and rock and roll show. Um, Akira starts off as a, as a timid little boy, um, smaller build, uh, mild-mannered, um, maybe a little insecure, and then he develops, uh, I won't tell you how, I don't want to give anything away, but he becomes this just athletic, tall, uh, kind of beast of a guy. And so um, it's, it's, quite, it's quite the journey. Um, and yeah, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what else to say. I will, I will also add that the soundtrack to this show is awesome. It's oh, so, nice. so cool. Iconic to me. Oh, yeah. And uh, Kyle McCarley, who was on the show previously, who voices, you know, Rio, the antagonist, yes. uh, mentioned that uh, it, it takes some inspiration from the original, which I did not learn until recently. There was mm. a Devil Man Cry Baby on Netflix is actually kind of a readaptation of yes. the original that came out a long ago. And I didn't even realize that. I... I think I knew that loosely, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of going on to the same kind of segment, you know, it is, like I mentioned, it's one of the most popular, popular, popular Netflix animes, you know, for a myriad of different reasons, with its strong and compelling characters being one of the strongest. Yeah. So when you learned that you were voicing the series' main protagonist, did you have any idea that the show would become as beloved as it has? No, no. <laughs> I, I knew it was... I knew it was special because I had done a lot of anime dubbing, but when I watched the the trailer and, and the clips that they showed me, I just, I knew it was a, it was a badass project. And I would, I was just imagining that people would, would dig it. Um, yeah. So no, <laughs> didn't know. I didn't know. Alrighty guys. Well, we're done with kind of talking about the voice acting side of things, at least for now, because I wanted to devote some special time to your uh, the other side of Griffin Burns. Sure. Now, Griffin, as yeah. I mentioned earlier in this interview, you are a musician as well. And mm -hmm. I was go and I will admit something to you. It, on live on the air in front of bunches of people all around the world, when <laughs> I said, Hey, I, I'd like to spotlight some of your music. Yeah, I'm gonna be 100 honest with you. I didn't listen to it. Uh, I was gonna be like, hey, you know, I'll just, you know, this could be fun, whatever. Yeah. But uh, earlier, I'd say, oh, it was probably either I, I rarely sleep, so it was late night, maybe 12 o'clock at night uh, last night. Yeah. So you know what? I'm gonna do my due diligence. I'm gonna listen to some of it. And yeah. man, talk like if we're talking about speaking of Tony Hawk, what we were talked about earlier, <laughs> man. If I was playing Tony Hawk and I heard a couple of your guys' songs play during the game i would think nothing of it aside from the fact that oh man this this song's a bop but it fits oh, so well into that genre it's oh. so great i'm not doing it justice obviously guys but i wanted to give a special spotlight to your band new new girlfriend so oh, thank you so i did want to ask maybe how you got into music kind of sure. what what was the inspiration behind new new girlfriend and anything okay. at all well, really briefly, um, I started on piano at age five, forced by my mom to play. I, I did not like it. Uh, I quit at 10 and picked up the guitar. And um, I wanted to, uh, you know, impress girls and, and play in a garage band. So I, we learned all the small things and we played at the seventh grade talent show. Um, 
from there, I played music till I was in my, I don't know, uh, early 20s and then took kind of a break. And then when I moved to LA, I got, um, I got back into it. I met my bandmate Kylan about five or six years ago through uh, girls that we were dating. Um, and uh, we're both no longer with those girls. But uh, we say the best thing about um, going on that double date was meeting each other. And I learned that he was an incredibly talented uh, musician and he liked my music, I liked his, and we just really balance each other out well. I, I'm kind of the igniter. I, I start the um, song ideas and the, and the melodies and he, is, he catches it and he, um, he shapes it. So we're both, you know, we're both 90s kids. We grew up, you know, loving 90s music. So I think that influences it a bit. Um, but yeah, we like, we, we have similar sensibilities and, um, and we've, I've, yeah, we, we mesh really well. We just, uh, we, we came up with our band name, New New Girlfriend, uh, possibly a little inebriated one night while watching Scott Pilgrim. So that's New New Girlfriend is a reference from that movie, if you didn't know. <laughs> I, I assumed, I wasn't going to ask because I feel like if I assumed that and like asked you that, and it was wrong. I would have been a swing and a miss. No, I, I assumed it was. Yep, it was. We were we were watching that movie and got to that part where it was like, "Hey, man, is that your new girlfriend or your new new girlfriend?" <laughs> and I think Kylan was like, "That, that's the band name." There it is. <laughs> so, well, well, guys, I won't play. I was originally going to play some for you guys, but I just know YouTube's copyright uh, detector would just like hit me over the head. But, oh, no worries. Yeah, you guys want to listen to it, go to Spotify. Um, I actually don't know if any of our band, well, at the top. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. And we have a new release out, um, Save the Date, that just came out uh, Friday. Um, so, and yeah. I've got this link as well as plenty of others in the live chat if you're watching this live on Facebook or if you're watching this later on YouTube or listening to this later on Spotify, got all those links down in the description box below, as well as many others, which speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not already, message VisionCon directly or put in the live chat your viewers' comments and questions. Now is your final time to do so because ladies and gentlemen, we're in the plug zone. <laughs> Rick and Burns now is your opportunity to plug, promote, advertise, whatever verb you wanna use, okay. anything you want, the floor is yours, sir. You, you got it. Okay, thank you very much. Um, well, I've got a, a signing event. Um, it is a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure signing event coming up April 9th to the 11th, but I'll be signing a lot of new Genshin prints, as you can see as Zach is scrolling here. Um, really proud of this one, which is uh, uh, scrolling by right now. Um, this was by an artist, LaCale Juice, um, and I loved it so much. I reached out to them and bought it. And uh, yeah, so that's April 9th to 11th. I'll be signing live on my TikTok and the handle is mygriffinburns. Um, I'm also on Cameo, just cameo.com slash griffinburns. And um, I'm pretty active on Twitter. If you want to follow me there, uh, it's twitter.com slash vgriffinburns. Um, and I think that's about it. But we have fun on the, li the live signing event. Um, we have fun in the live signing events. Sometimes my bandmate, uh, Kylan, shows up. We play some music. Um, 
And if you don't want to buy a print and just want to hang out, the more the merrier. It's, it's always a good time. So. And remember, it's uh, April 9th through April 11th, correct? April 9th, which is uh, this coming Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, and it runs through Sunday. Each day is at 1 p.m. Pacific, and I go for about four hours a day. Just want to make sure our audio listeners uh, got all that, too. Abs yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right, guys. And I, again, I have all those links plus more in the live chat if you're watching this live on Facebook or if you're watching this later on YouTube or listening to it later on Spotify. It's going to be down there in the description box below, guys. And with that, we're going out of the plug zone and going right into our final segment, viewers, comments, and questions, guys. So like I usually do, just kind of about, split it about halfway. Going to put some from the messenger and some through the live chat. So give me one sec and get them both up. Cool. Okay. Okay. So Raylene tuned in and says, I wanted to ask what you thought about the character, and uh, forgive me if I mispronounce this, Kasukabe from Doro, Doro, he, Doro. Thank you. He, mm. He's so weird for a doctor, and I love him. <laughs> well, uh, he is a weird guy. Um, that was another dub that I did uh, at SDI, which is the same company that did uh, Devilman Crybaby. And uh, yeah, I, I'll be honest. I, I, um, I've seen some of the show, but um, oftentimes I'll come in. Uh, they'll, they'll tell me, they'll show me an image of the character, um, they'll say, well, he's really in his 60s, but uh, he sounds like he's a teenager. So I'm like, okay, I'll put on my, my teenage voice. And then they start rolling picture and I see, you know, his behavior. <laughs> and then maybe I make him a little quirky. And that guy is a little quirky. Um, I, I remember how, getting some laughs out of recording uh, that one. Um, but yeah, thanks for, the, thanks for the question. I appreciate it. Well, James tuned in and said, hey, I wanted to know if you enjoyed working on Demon Slayer. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's funny. That's a huge one. And yet I have only, I've only recorded like three lines so far because I think my character's uh, role really blossoms later on. So I'm just like waiting for it to kind of, uh, you know, uh, expand. Um, so honestly, so far, my sessions have been so short. I think I went in once for like two lines, 10 minutes, and then um, another time for something very brief. So I'll be, I'll be curious to see how, how he evolves. All right, so jumping into the live chat real quick. Okay, so Aaron tuned in and said, in honor of Walt Disney World's golden anniversary this year, what is your favorite memory and what Digimon character would you want to Bring to the most magical place on earth as Davis. Oh, geez. That's, that's tough question for me. Uh, oh, Aaron. Wait, so wait, so what's my best memory of Disney world? Or I Disney? assume that's what he means. If you I, do have any. Is in Disney world is California, right? That's I not, believe so. Although I'm sure Disneyland would suffice as well. Well, Dis I think Disney world actually isn't Disney world like Orlando. Okay, so here's, here's my experience with theme parks. I went to <laughs> Disney World once when I was like eight years old and was terrified. My dad took me and we tried to get on like some ride that was probably too much for me and I was scared to death. And then I went to Disneyland out here in California once and I waited in a lot of lines, but I had fun. Um, I don't know Digimon very well 
so I'm sorry. I don't know what character I'd bring, but I will bring whatever character um, you suggest. <laughs> That's a total cop out. Perfect. No, sorry, no, guys. Please. I don't know. Yeah, pleases everybody. Okay. No. Uh, so Robert tuned in and he first said, we need a child in Tony Hawk. <laughs> yes, I totally agree. And then, that would be amazing. And then he asked, uh, how was voicing... Uh, the child battle in Genshin, it sounds like it was so much fun to voice. Any sort of battle lines are, are a blast for me. Anytime I can dig in and be edgy and um, do like impact sounds or receiving damage sounds is a blast. And I actually feel like I excel at that. And I don't know if it's because I'm like aggressive or competitive, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I had fun with it. <laughs> Well, uh, Cynthia tuned in, and not so much a question as is a statement, but uh, this is such a delight to see Griffin. I loved him from different animes, but truly fell in love with his voice acting of Child on Genshin. Mm. Thank you so much. Uh, much. Much appreciated. And I've had so much fun interacting with, uh, with fans, so um, uh, please, please keep engaging with me. I, I, uh, I really enjoy it. So Charlotte tuned in and asked the same great question she always does. Uh, she said, hey, Griffin, besides voice acting, what are some of your favorite hobbies? Uh, good question, Charlotte. Um, I love music, as we talked about. So I, songwriting is, um, is, is one of those things. I love photography, and I actually love editing. Uh, oddly enough, I, I kind of zen out just like being in Adobe Premiere or Photoshop and working on an image or a video. Um, that's actually why I have so much fun like making memes of my characters and putting them on Twitter and and whatnot. It's just that I just really I lose track of time when I do some editing work. So, yeah, we got time for two more questions, guys. Uh, the next ones come from Ryan, who said, "Hey Griffin, what are some characters that you voiced throughout the years that you wish had more of a spotlight?" Hmm. Um. Let's let me think about that. I oh. I'm going to, what's the name of the game? Um, uh, I better not do that one because I can't remember. <laughs> um, I guess maybe Shalnark from Hunter x Hunter. He's, a, he's an interesting dude. Um, although I think there's, there's a good number of people that, that like that one. Um, and who else? Oh, maybe Nate Adams from Yokai Watch Season 3. I think I, that, got, that got a little bit of a bad rap because people were upset that I replaced uh, the last actor who voiced him. So, um, yeah, I don't get much, uh, response from when, when if I tell people that I, I voiced Nate Adams in Yokai Watch, I think he, he deserves more credit. Hell yeah. All right, so <laughs> before we get to the last question, uh, there was someone tuned in, uh, MJ Sean tuned in said, I've been playing some new, new girlfriend for a while on my guitar lately. I only oh. know anything fully love your music and congrats for save the day release. Oh, thank you, MJ, right? MJ Chan? MJ Chan, yes. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to tell my bandmate that you're learning uh, the guitar uh, part of any, anything. That is awesome. We love to hear that. Um, and thank you about the release. Uh, that song is really near and dear to me. So if you enjoy it, um, it means a lot. <laughs> all right, and to end us all off, Suzanne tuned in and said, Hey Griffin, I just wanted to know, was there anything intimidating involved in your work that you find even today? Um, 
Well, I would say in general, if you're going, well, because of the pandemic, I don't go into the studio much anymore. But when you go into the studio for any job and say there's five or six people on the other side of the glass and you don't know them at all, uh, it, there's always like a little bit of, um, you know, you kind of have to get in that groove and, and kind of discover what these people are like. And you don't know, you, you know, you don't know if they like, they're liking what you're doing until, you know, maybe five or 10 minutes in. So there's always that sort of like factor when, um, when starting a new project with people you don't know. <laughs> Fair. Well, with that guys, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 65 of VisionCon Live. Before we wrap things up though, Griffin Burns, any final thoughts to leave us on? Sage-like wisdom, anything at all? Um, I want to give everyone who's trying to pull for child my blessing. Um, and uh, if you're pursuing voice acting, keep at it. And I hope everybody stays safe and healthy out there. And I want to thank VisionCon and thank you, Zach, for having me on. Thank you. And I can attest, guys, from personal experience, that blessing works. <laughs> yes, it does. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 65 of VisionCon Live. I, of course, am your host, Zach Wilson, but much more importantly, this has been my very special guest, Griffin Burns. Make sure to check out all the links down in the description box below, guys. And until next time, always remember that life's better when you have friends to share it with. That's right. We're done. <laughs>